I recently finished reading a book called The Real Anthony Fauci by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who is the son of Bobby Kennedy, brother to John F. Kennedy, so JFK's nephew wrote this book. In that book, I learned a lot of highly disturbing and really baffling things about Anthony Fauci and about the NIAH and CDC, and I am critical of the CDC in this episode, but I will not be delving into the specifics of everything that I take issue with. I'm not here to try to defame the organization, though there is plenty of ammunition for that. The way I want to approach this is more from a philosophical standpoint, to discuss the dangers of allowing any one institution to dominate public discourse on a topic as important as public health. So I recommend that book for anyone who would like to read in detail the corruption of these agencies and of Anthony Fauci in particular. It's written in a very intellectually comprehensive way. He cites hundreds of sources. It's very thoroughly researched. It's a very good book. But for the purposes of teaching what it is I feel qualified to teach, I'm going to speak about this from a more ideological perspective and comparing the way the CDC is being treated by the global media with the way religions have conducted themselves in the past, the way that we have concentrated all authority on a particular matter into the hands of a few individuals within an organization called the CDC. So I consider this a religion class because we're going to be looking at the CDC through the lens of it following a lot of the patterns demonstrated by religions and religious institutions. There is a great danger in outsourcing the ability to think and reason to a singular authority. I think we've witnessed consequences of doing that over the last few years worldwide, and I think we are at risk of continuing that trend indefinitely and, well, hopefully not, but possibly into other pandemics. It's a time where we seem to have at least a brief respite from the hysteria associated with this pandemic, and it's my hope that if another pandemic does occur, we will have at least learned some lessons and can at least change the way we digest information about the subject and that we avoid the temptation to have just one authority on the whole topic and to create a society where a government agency is granted an inordinate amount of attention and power to censor opposition and what I I can only call I don't know if I want to call it a conspiracy but a a team effort shall we say to make sure that anything and everything the CDC says is told to everyone everywhere and that it is cited at all times by all authorities on the matter by all institutions it is the one blanket excuse for any policy as well we're following CDC guidelines. CDC guidelines somehow became equivalent to papal bulls. If you know anything about the history of the Catholic Church, that's when the Pope himself could issue a decree 
and it was as if God was speaking. It's perhaps a little bit of an exaggeration, but I would challenge you to think of anything else that's more comparable to a small group of people or even a singular individual who can issue an order, a command, or as we call it, a guideline, and then see that command followed throughout societies worldwide on all levels. It's very dangerous, and we need to be very cautious in doing this again. So it's my hope that with this episode, you're able to maybe see that from a little bit of a new perspective. And in the very least, I'll be able to generate a little critical thinking that may not be going on in everyone's heads, and that's okay. It's by design, I believe, that we are being influenced not to trust our own abilities to reason and make sense of things while empowering a small minority of people to make decisions for us. With that, I will begin today's lesson. Welcome to class with Teacher Nico. Let's begin. So I went on Spotify to listen to an episode of the Joe Rogan Experience today when I was going to the gym, and I was surprised to see these new, well, I guess I'm not super surprised because I heard something like this was going to happen, but it was my first time seeing it. These new kind of warning labels, I guess you would call it, on his episodes. Anytime they talk about COVID, I guess, there's going to be these like really imposing labels on the episodes. It clashes with the color scheme. It just really stands out like this big, bright blue thing you want to click. And it takes you, of course, to the CDC. Now, here's a problem with this. The way that is set up, it inherently biases everyone who listens to anything about COVID because it directs them to the CDC. I understand that the powers that be want to have a single centralized voice of medical authority that speaks for the entire planet. I get that. It might even sound like a cool idea, but it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea for us to surrender our own ability to figure shit out to one organization. I don't care how smart the people there are. I don't care if you were able to fully align their incentives with what we would hope their incentives would be, but... Even the name of the organization, the Center for Disease Control, kind of tells me it's not there to prevent disease. It's not there to help us treat disease. It's just there to control the disease, whatever that means. I don't think we can really control a virus once it gets out. I mean, we can counteract its maybe the devastating effects it could have on humanity, but we can't control it. This illusion of control in itself is damaging. The idea that there is one organization that has all the answers is in itself damning us to a world of biased understandings. These warning labels also serve another 
detrimental effect, I believe. And that's that anyone who does not want to take in any information that may disagree with the official narrative that they believe they are supposed to believe may simply not listen to any episode that has that blue label on it. They may decide from the outset, I just don't want to go here because it might challenge the beliefs I'm supposed to have. And I want to have those beliefs. I don't want to be someone who doesn't believe what I'm supposed to believe. It's the same instincts they tap into that those of us who were raised religiously had to deal with. I don't want to know information that's going to make me question my faith. Because when I hear new facts that contradict stories I've been told, it really makes me uncomfortable. And it makes me question what I believe. And it makes me a pariah if I start to argue with what it is we believe. Because we all share a single religious belief in this religious community. Do you not see the parallels between the negative components of mass religion and the imposition of this, I suppose you could call it, scientific establishment? Scientific in that these are institutions that proclaim to be all about the science, they go so far as to claim almost a sense of ownership over the science. They use the, the article, the, before science, as if there is only one. There is one science, and this place has it. And if you're going to listen to anyone say anything about anything scientific, you better run it by these guys first. And you better warn everyone in the world If they're going to hear anything about this subject, they also need to know this is the experts that you need to compare that information against. Listen, if they were really the experts, if they really had the answers, if they really were the wisest people, don't you think we would naturally gravitate toward them? Do you really think that you would need these corporate impositions where they force us to be directed to them? Or would we just be directed to them because they're the most sensible, trustworthy people for us to direct our attention to? Is it not possible there could be another organization that might have their shit together more? I don't know of them. I'm not familiar with any of these organizations, but is that out of the question? Is there to be one ring to rule them all? (laughs) One, one organization that we all get all of our information from? Or is that in itself counterintuitive if you're thinking from a scientific standpoint? Because to my understanding, I'm not a scientist. I did not study a lot of science formally. I picked up a little bit here and there. I don't consider myself to be particularly scientifically minded at all. But I do understand the basic concept that science is a way of understanding the world around you. The way I was taught, there's something called the scientific method, which is basically just a framework through which you come up with the ideas that you test 
and you try to find ideas that you could consistently garner the same results from and that you can even predict the results of and then match that prediction with what they call data or data, depending on who is pronouncing it and how smart they're trying to sound and what part of the world they're from. Sometimes they call them datas, I think. Datas, data. The point is, there's information that's collected in a formalized way that can then be reviewed by other people called scientists. And that's my understanding of science. It's not a religion. It's not an institution. It's not a organization that speaks with a single voice. For us to equate an organization like the CDC or any other singular organization as science itself, well, that's kind of like choosing one restaurant. Say you go to Papa John's and you say Papa John's is pizza. Well, Papa John's is a pizza place. No, Papa John's is pizza. Domino's Pizza Hut, those missing for pizza. Miss Pizza Formation. Pizza for missing, it doesn't work, but you know what I'm saying. It's one pizza restaurant, but it is not pizza itself. It is not the spirit of pizza. It is not the end-all, be-all of pizza, Papa John's. It's one pizza restaurant. I don't think it's fair if every time I go to a restaurant and look at a menu, if they serve pizza, it has to have a note that says, warning, Papa John's is pizza. And Papa John's has these deals on pizza. It's not necessarily wrong or bad that I'm informed Papa John's exists. But I'm not here for Papa John's. I'm maybe here for Domino's. Maybe I'm here for Pizza Hut. Maybe I'm here for Tony's Pizza. Maybe I'm here for the, the shop on the corner. I don't need to know about Papa John's every time I decide to eat a pizza. I want to try some different pizzas. I don't need to look at their coupons. I don't need... This metaphor doesn't work. Like I said, I don't know why I'm going so deep into it. It's not well done, if you know what I'm saying. And that's not funny. And I'm not going to pretend it is. But in a way it is, because stupid jokes are funny, and I don't know why. <sighs> it's comforting to believe that there is one source of truth. But there's not. There's many sources of truth, including ourselves. We can discover truth ourselves. I believe we have answers to things within us already. I believe we have a means of discovering things innately baked into our DNA. Something I'm perhaps just beginning to understand and understand the implications of, but I believe it's true. And we're being very lazy when we outsource our ability to think and reason and figure things out and our ability to discern truth from others because we've adopted a singular narrative that we all parrot as if it was religious dogma. I'm so fucking tired of hearing people say vaccines are safe and effective. Like, apples are delicious and red. 
or green, right? But it's like, okay, but why do you say it every fucking time you see an apple? Why do you have to tell me every single day of my life vaccines are safe and effective? Vaccines are safe and effective. Vaccines are safe and effective. It's just suspicious because you're saying it so much that it's weird, right? If they're safe and effective, good. But why are you saying it so many times? And why does it have to be said everywhere? And if anyone says anything that contradicts what the CDC proclaims, why are they treated like apostates? Why are they censored? Why are they rebuked? Why are they discredited? Why are their reputations destroyed? Why are their jobs taken away? Why is all this pressure put on people if they decide to go against what's come to be known as the scientific establishment? And that's really sad because there shouldn't be an establishment. There should be a scientific community that's ever-changing and ever-expanding and interacting with more and more scientific communities and sub-communities or whatever you want to call it. But the more people we have thinking, the better thinking gets done, I believe. We would be much better off if there wasn't just one central authority for telling us what we need to know about health. And it's perhaps wise for us to consider that that's not even what it pretends to be. They're not an organization that tells us what we need to do to be healthy. They're an organization that exists to control disease, whatever that means, to control the spread of disease. I don't know. It's just what they called it, the Center for Disease Control. It's as if they anticipated we're going to have to control diseases, whatever that means. It's not the Center for stopping diseases, treating diseases, making sure there's no more outbreaks of diseases. Those would be good centers to have as well. It's just a center for disease control. And look, it's not as if this is an organization headed by Jesus and Buddha and, you know, uh, I don't know, the Beatles and technologically advanced fairies or something. No, these are just people. And sometimes when the science, when the quote-unquote science is being paid for, funded, headed up by people whose primary incentive seems to be the, the generation of profit, well, there's a fundamental misalignment of incentives there, isn't there? And when I see the collusion between the legacy media and all their stations and channels and means of contacting us, when these organizations all band together in distributing a singular narrative backed by a singular source in a way that at least alludes to their perceived I'm sorry this is so confusing how I'm wording it, but I'm trying to word it carefully. What I'm saying is, in simpler terms, they have an agenda of their own, the CDC. I do not think they've done a great job controlling this disease. 
do not think they've done a great job communicating this scientific information. I do not think they've done a great job, period. I don't know what to compare that to. I respect anyone who has legitimately been trying to do a good job over there, but they haven't earned, by any stretch of the imagination, the right to be the singular source of authority on something as important as how do we respond to an emergency. There should be no one singular authority we are forced to listen to. I'm all for having people try to be experts at things, but when you force me to refer to someone as an expert, or or worse, re- force me to defer to an expert, and when anything that contradicts what the expert said is labeled misinformation, disinformation, whatever you want to call it, stuff that's not allowed to be seen or read or listened to, or can only be seen or read or listened to with proper warnings and redirects to that singular authority that you want us to get all our information from. It's dubious. It's questionable. And it's unnecessary. It's time to stop pretending there were children that need parents to tell us what's okay to look at. We're adults here. And we're wise enough to discern for ourselves what's true and what's not. We're going to get it wrong sometimes, unfortunately. We're probably going to get it wrong a lot of times. But it's our right to get it wrong on our own. You're more than welcome, CDC or any institution that claims to be an authority on matters of public health, you're more than welcome, and I encourage you to put out the best information you possibly can and to try to guide the public the best way you possibly can. But you know how you get people to follow you and trust you? By getting it right and by communicating in a way that's compassionate, that's sincere, that's clear, and that's consistent. You can't bully your way into being believed. You could maybe bully your way into being heard all the time and seen all the time, and you can brainwash us into believing that you are the authority just because we're so familiar with hearing it, but you don't actually earn that right to tell me what to do when you're wrong. When you're wrong for reasons like you lied, I didn't forget that. I didn't forget you lied to us about the masks. Even according to your own leaders, you lied to us about what you believed either way because you said it both ways. You said the masks don't work. You say the masks do work. You don't have your story straight. I don't have to be a really smart person to to look at that and say something's off here and that trust has been damaged. But instead of owning up to that or really addressing it and saying, look, here's how we were thinking. Here's how we think now. There was no conversation like that. There was no apology. There was no backtracking. There was no, for the record, here's what happened. There was, let's move forward full force, change the topic. Let's double down on our censorship efforts. Let's give hell to anyone who speaks out against us. 
Let's become a government authority that cannot be questioned by anyone. Let's be above the law. I don't know if you know, but the CDC itself has a sordid history. It includes things like the Tuskegee experiment, where African Americans were not told that they had syphilis. They were not told they had syphilis, and they were studied and observed for years so that they could see what effects that would have on people. That's kind of dubious, right? It's not legal. It's not right. There were legal repercussions for what they did, thankfully, eventually. But people died. People suffered. And it was considered justified. Vaccines need to be tested, right? And who are they going to be tested on? Well, in the past and in, unfortunately, in the present, that's often tested on people in other countries and also tested on orphans or other supposed volunteers. There's a, there's a dark history there of them giving drugs to children that sometimes kill them and harm them. And the fact that I'm not allowed to say that, even if it's true, is an indication that we've lost our right to free speech. It's not lost for good, but it's lost, and we need to find it again. We need to be allowed to be wrong. I'm not claiming to be right about everything. I might be wrong about a lot of things, but I still have the right to try to be right, don't I? I have the right to try to be right, right? I should, because if I don't have the right to try to be right, well, what do I have the right to do? Just repeat people who are right? And who gets to determine who is right and who's not right? Well, if it's just a handful of corporations or a handful of, I don't know, government leaders, uh, if you could just have a meeting and decide, well, this is what the truth's going to be this year. Anyone who disagrees needs to be punished. That's not the kind of world we want to live in, guys. Guys and gals, that's not the kind of world we want. We want a world where we're allowed to be wrong. Because it's only when we're allowed to be wrong that we can truly be right. That we could truly learn something new. That we could discover something that maybe we weren't even looking for. We can, in fact, learn from one another's mistakes and from our own mistakes. I don't buy that this pandemic is such a threat to us all that it's worth us giving up all of these rights and all of these traditions, all of these basic things we didn't even consider rights or traditions. It's just the way things used to be. We're giving that up. We're giving up the ability to listen to something without having to first be told by the way, you need to look at this. By the way, here's a warning. If you listen to this, you might be someone people don't like anymore, if you agree with it. So you might want to guard your ears, because this is going to hurt. By the way, you could just not listen to it. Why don't you just listen to what the CDC has to say? That's easier, right? Don't challenge anything. Spotify should not have forced those warnings on Joe's show. 
And I know people would disagree with that, and that's okay. And I don't think those people should be silenced if they disagree with me, and I hope they don't think I should be silenced if I disagree with them. That's just what it is. I think it's wrong for them to put that on all the episodes because it, one, implies that the CDC's right about everything and it we should all want to know what they think. And two, it implies that what you're about to hear might be wrong because it contradicts that or if it contradicts that. It's kind of just a power move. It's kind of just you you walking in and saying, yo, if you motherfuckers are going to listen to someone who contradicts me, you better look at what I have to say first or you better know that I disagree. It's just a vast overreach. It's it's unnecessary. Again, this virus, and I don't doubt that Bill Gates is right that there could be more pandemics around the corner. He says there will be. I say maybe there will be. Hopefully not. But if there are, well, we've already surrendered so much to a disease that kills 1% of us. Less than 1% of us. I'm so sorry for the people that did die from this. I have people close to me that almost died from it. Thankfully, they survived. And, and, and I know people who have had friends and relatives die from this. And I don't in any way wish to demean that or, or dismiss it or act like it's not a big deal. But if we're to give up so much for something that only killed less than 1% of the people that got it, well, what what are we going to give up if there's something that kills 2% of people or 5% of people? What's going to be left to give up next time? Are we just going to march and lockstep and obey the CDC even if they got this one so wrong? Should we give all our trust to a single organization just because they have a logo that makes us think they look like they're trustworthy? Just because we've heard it enough, does that make it true? It doesn't. Our homework for this class is going to be interesting. I want you to just pay attention to how many times you hear a message from the CDC today. Just through the normal course of your day. Just try to jot down that number. Keep a tally. Every time you see CDC says, CDC says, right? Anytime you hear the CDC mentioned, just make a tally and ask yourself, hmm, I wonder why. I wonder why we need to hear from them every day. And I wonder why this is still the single emergency we need to think about and talk about when we still haven't thought about or talked about whether we want to continue having research that can generate these kind of viruses. Now, even if I just agree that it was not man-made, it didn't come from a lab, it was natural origins, even if I believe that, which to be honest, I don't, but even if I did, the fact that there is something called gain-of-function research going on and the fact that it was legally banned but still funded through the back door by Anthony Fauci, and that's something you're welcome to look into on your own. But the Wuhan lab in China was receiving funding through an intermediary that was not supposed to be going to them. It's a problem that American dollars were sent there for the purpose of doing gain-of-function research, 
from the same place that the virus happened to have come from. And you can draw what conclusions you would like from that. But it's a problem that it's wrong to talk about that. And it's a problem that we're not saying we need to talk about that. That's actually extremely important for us to talk about. Do we want to fund this research anymore? Are we still doing this research? What have we done to make it safer so that this can't happen again? Do we want to do this? Do we want people to be making viruses that could infect us if they get out? They say it's to help us, but couldn't those viruses also be used to hurt us in the wrong hands? Are the people doing this research really doing it just to prepare for pandemics? Or are some of them maybe doing it to create pandemics or create the means to release a pandemic? These are questions I don't hear anyone asking. I do hear people asking them. I take that back. I just, I know they're not being answered. We need to think for ourselves. That's a recurring message I'm trying to teach here. And it's a recurring lesson I'm starting to learn is that even if we're wrong, we need to be able to think for ourselves. We can be on teams. We can work cooperatively. We can be obedient. We can be compliant. We can be these things and live harmoniously except for when doing so contradicts our own capacity for reason. We need to maintain that. That's our safeguard. And we need to maintain our ability to conversate freely about these things because that's another safeguard. When we collectively are honest with one another, and using our individual sense of reason, we'll come to discoveries that were there all along and might have been obvious all along, and we'll stop deferring to a handful of people who may be compromised in one way or another, and even if they're not, are under an unfair amount of pressure to get it right, because they're the only ones allowed to be the ones speaking about it. They have to get it right, and if they don't, we're all in a lot of trouble. Thanks for coming to class. See you next time. Stay classy, planet Earth.